Hey guys, my name is Sufal. I'm Mervin. And welcome to TMA. Today we have a special guest on our show. We'd like him to introduce himself. Hi, yeah, I'm Jared. Um, so I'm the acting manager of the Science Career and Co-op office. And yeah, I guess we're going to have a little bit of a chat today. Yeah. So on our podcast, we do this thing where essentially we ask our guests every single time, um, like if you're in an elevator with someone you want to impress, the classic elevator pitch. <laughs> what is, how do you describe yourself to them? How would you describe yourself to the listeners at this point? Yeah, well, um, I mean... Just because we're here at McMaster, I always like to start off that, you know, I was a, an undergraduate student here. Um, and you know what? I'm just somebody who's kind of found themselves, I think, actually after that point. Um, so I really did a lot of starting off, had a little bit of trouble finding work. Uh, and strangely enough, I ended up in a business where I help people find work. Um, and it was all just by complete accident. Um, so I do that, worked on that for, for a couple of years until it kind of worked out until I'm here at McMaster. Um, and, you know, I tried to keep things a little bit fun, uh, pretty easy and laid back. Um, I do a lot of sports too. So I do hockey, uh, I do boxing. I was doing a little bit of curling until a horrific, uh, ankle injury. And then, um, looking for that next new thing that I'm going to pick up. I don't know. I keep thinking it might be a banjo or something, but yeah, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Wow, that was there's so much there. Wow. Um, so for where do you want to start? The first thing that I wanted to talk about was curling, because it's super weird. Because um, back in high school, I used to do curling, and I j totally just joined it because of a friend. I literally thought I was like, okay, I don't get this sport on the Olympics. All they do is yell. Yeah. Right. And uh, but then I did it, and like I was naturally not good, naturally, but I was okay. decent at it. Naturally, like we, we ended up winning like our league or whatever back in high school. And ever since then, I've like developed this weird passion for curling. Yep. Even though I don't do it anymore, like I don't, I don't know whether there's like a club in Hamilton or whatever I could go curling. So I kind of just put it in the back burner for now. But just hearing you say you hurt your ankle from curling just reminded me about my whole experience with curling right there. Wait, yeah. how, how did you hurt your ankle from curling? Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure if it was fully from curling or not. Um, I had like a, a bad sprain at one point, but it just kept getting like worse and worse. Mm -hmm. um, so my ankle actually, you know how you normally twist your ankle? It, it rolls in. Yeah. Mine rolls out. Oh, that one. The oh. So it goes the other way, cool. um, which is really not not good. Yeah. Um, so I have to put like a lot of bracing on even to do anything, but it's just, you put so much weight on that lead foot and curling that it's just, yeah, it gets very painful. Mm. Um, so I could play a couple games here and there, um, but it was really funny. Like the sports medicine doctor, he's like, "Yeah, you can do boxing, you can still play hockey," but he's like, <laughs> "That that curling thing, that's that's no good." The most intense of them all. Absolutely, <laughs> exactly. yeah, it's most underrated in terms yeah. of intensity. Right. So uh, I'm not sure if you mentioned this when you're giving your elevator pitch, but what exactly did you do here at your undergrad? Yeah, uh, yeah. So I was uh, undergraduate life science. Oh, um, just like us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the big group. Yeah. Yep. So uh, in your undergraduate life sense, being like, obviously, we're still in school. You've graduated. Um, as somebody that still works at McMaster, do you see any huge differences between life sciences then and life sciences now? I mean, like, I'll say the core programming has changed. Um, but for me, the funny, like, kills me all the time is is the rumors. Mm. Um, Ooh, okay. Like, all the rumors that were around when I was here about whether it's, like, going to post-grad, like finding work, um, everybody going into medicine, it's still the same. And like, oh, there's so much misinformation now that I can like look at it from the other side. Mm. Um, but it's it's all still the same. And it's just, it's incredible when I kind of come back and look at it and see like, 
yeah, we're still having the same conversations that I was having during undergrad. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of the, I don't know, something that I hope to dispel yeah. along the way, but it's a lot of, a lot of work. Do you think that's from like just missing, like people just simply not having resources to know or just being lazy not to know the resources? Because I believe if I really tried, I could probably answer all of my questions I had. Like we have resources like the SCCE yep. mm -hmm. and we have resources like the internet even in general. Do you think that's just because of people like? You know, I think it's probably just, it's, you know, it's like my friend did this. And you know, when your friend tells you something, there's mm. always going to be that, that buy-in, right? It's a game of broken telephone. That's pretty much <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. And like just we just had <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it, those are the things that keep happening. Um, and so I, I get it, but it's just, yeah, the resources are out there. Sometimes they're harder to track down and I like to get the good information. And I think sometimes a lot of the misinformation comes out of just like a lot of ambiguity that exists mm. in like the actual information. So it just takes a little bit of extra digging and a little extra talking. That's all. Okay. Mm. Oh, okay. I'm curious. So because you and I, we both started in the life sciences program here. Yep. Um, and obviously a lot of people entering life sciences, they probably want to do a career in the sciences, right? So back when you were in the program, what was sort of your ambition to, or what, what was your goal after completing the program? Um, so I actually, I didn't really know at the time. And it was like, I went into science because I liked science. So that's, that's a good reason. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> so I liked science in high school. Therefore I should just do science in university. Um, but really, so I went, did first year, um, going to be honest, I was just awful student. Uh, like I just did not get the grades along the way. Um, but anyways, so, but it was really in my second year, um, it was just being in the labs and I was just like, I just can't take this anymore. Like, it's just, it's not working for me. Um, as a, like a quick little aside, it's actually because I have, a, I had a sinus problem at the time. So putting on goggles, like oh. being in a lab, like 30 minutes in and you just have like the worst headache. Um, so that might've been part of it, but anyways, but I kind of just transitioned out of it. Um, so I stayed in life science, but I ended up doing a ton of psych. Um, and then a little bit of business in my fourth year. Um, but it was really like the turning point for me was like um, doing stuff like motivation and emotion, which I don't think exists anymore. I think that prof retired. Um, and just being in there and I was like, wait, so there's, you know, there's all these strategies that exist in terms of just trying to figure out like, how do we get, you know, whether it's people living things to kind of do what you want them to. And I was like, well, there's clearly business applications for this. Um, so I always intended on kind of going into like organizational behavior, um, which would have been like how in businesses they structure their workforce in order to get the most out of them. Um, but it just never really worked out. And I just kind of stumbled into my current life right now. Um, but it's, it's all worked out okay. But yeah, I'd say generally science was not my, uh, there wasn't really the calling there. I think I left it pretty early on, even though I still finished with a science degree. Mm -hmm. One of the things I do appreciate about life sciences is the fact that you can take like that broad range of courses. Like I want to take psych, I can take psych business, I can take business. So a lot of people, even if, you know, in high school, they didn't get to discover themselves and science, if they match these resources, probably they still have the opportunity to do so. But for you personally, do you see yourself like, if I were to ask you, where do you see yourself in the next five or 10 years? Like any idea or is it just kind of roll with the flow? Uh, I'm, I'm very much roll with the flow. And like, honestly, for the longest time, I always had, um, like I had a goal and I knew once I, I graduated. So my first thing was, okay, I'm going to get a job. My goal was always going to be HR. Right. Mm. So, um, I started working in an employment center. Um, but it's just kind of like, I just 
liked it. So my goal slowly started to switch where I was like, okay, so I'm going to do like the basic incoming. Then I wanted to do like more case management thing. And when the time came, it was like, my goal is actually to come back to McMaster um, and be able to kind of work. I mean, whether it's student success or actually come back to science because I knew they had the, the right programming. Um, so that was ultimately my goal. Um, and then I started here, I guess it's four years ago now, which kind of kills me, but um, that once I hit that point, I wasn't really sure exactly what direction I was going to go because it's almost like I hit that goal and I think I hit it a lot quicker than I expected. Um, but I guess like five, ten years, I'm probably looking at like making sure I can I should be running my own center at that point. Uh, I know I have the fortunate, I guess, appointment right now to be able to be actually doing that. Um, but we have to see how that goes out in kind of, I guess, the next couple months, if that's something I can keep doing or um, try something a little bit different. Um, but yeah, I think that's where I kind of see myself is still probably here at Mac and still probably within science because yeah. I think that's, that's where, I mean, it makes the most sense to me. I like the groups that I work with, I like all the people I work with, and it's all the, the students. So, uh, yeah, if, probably not too big changes for me in the next five or ten. Great, yeah. <laughs> oh, you look at me? Okay. Okay, I was, I was curious. So, uh, right now, um, I, I feel like I, I start my sentences, questions a lot like this. But for a lot of science students, w especially with the co-op programs here, we're able to get some experience in a field that's interesting to us and then see if that works. But because you didn't, you went to science, you found that it wasn't for you. How did you manage to get experience or how did you able to, how were you able to find work that was relevant or interesting to you without the former experience in a program? Yeah. Yeah. That's actually a really good question. And it's, um, I'm going to say it's partially networking, partially getting connected with the right people. Um, so what ended up happening with me? So I, I started job searching on my own for like a human resources type job for like probably about six months uh, and nothing panned out. So eventually I was just like, well, okay, there's gotta be some sort of service out there that'll help. Um, so I went down to the Y in downtown Hamilton cause they have a, an employment service group there. And I was just like, okay, let me just give this a try. Um, so I got connected with somebody there. Um, and for the most part, she told me like I was doing all the right things and like the resume was pretty good. And, uh, cover letters were good. I was going out and talking to people, networking. Uh, she gave me a couple pointers here and there. But as that started to not like progress as quickly as possible, all of a sudden there was this job that popped up in um, the Y in Burlington and essentially doing the same service that they offered, but just at a much lower level. Um, and she just said, just apply um, and we'll get you an interview. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, so I went to that interview being by far the least qualified person in that room. Um, but I spent a ton of time just doing all the prep work and it's all the stuff I preach on a you know, day to day basis now anyways, but you do all that prep work to make sure you can nail that interview. Um, strangely enough, I got into the interview. We had to do a group project in the interview <laughs> and my partner just bailed on me and like I had to drag them to do the presentation. I was like, just say something so I don't look like that person that is trying to dismiss you and just talk by myself. Um, but yeah, they just, they ultimately took a chance on me at the end of the day and like it, it worked out. So worked out for them, um, but I think more importantly it worked out for me. But it's just kind of funny. It's like, that's how a lot of these things happen is even if you're just kind of lost, it's just putting yourself into a situation and it's, 
as you know, if even if you just start asking a lot of people about these things, you'll find out that they're really just saying, yeah, I stumbled into this. Or it's like, I'm working with a group or a population that I never thought I was interested in. But all of a sudden, it's just like, that's, that's what I love. Um, so it's just, it's always go out and try things. It sometimes seems a little bit scary putting yourself out there, but do it, see what happens. Um, because you just don't really know the outcome and you might just find something you enjoy. Um, and that's really the, the big secret. I wish there was something that more direct that I can give, but yeah. that's what it's all about. Just little experiences along the way. So uh, one thing me and Marvin, we used to preach about a lot back oh, in our first go. few podcasts. <laughs> uh, it was like the idea that like um, when you come and you look at people that, you know, I don't want to say quote unquote pre-med, but the people that are like, oh, I want to get into medical school. The only extracurriculars and like things that involve themselves outside of classes are like, I guess, pre-med clubs like, oh, medicine club, MI, whatever the clubs, I don't want to call anything out because they're all great clubs in general. But um, what we preach is that people should not. Like just because you're in a science program looking for a science degree, um, you should try and do things other than, I guess, science-based clubs. Like, for example, me and Marvin, we both run uh, McMaster Breaking Club. Um, yeah. yeah, and we've run that since first year. Our, like, just joining things that even our podcast, completely outside of, I guess, our science breach. Um, do you think that students should, like, always, like, our personal opinion is students should branch outside of just science clubs, do things that they love, don't just drop everything just because your program is science. Do you have any, op- any opinions on that, or do you, is it, eh? Yeah, no, no, I, I think you're, you're, you're on the right track here because I do see that an awful lot. Um, and I see both the fortunate and unfortunate sides of that too where sometimes, yes, it does help to get to the, the ultimate goal. Um, but I'd say more often than not, it ends up actually just being something that's like, now what do I do? Because I couldn't get into something like medicine, which is just, it's incredibly difficult. So I would always say, and I actually, I tell even incoming first years this all the time. It's just, you know, if you had, you know, groups, clubs, sports, whatever, like something that you are genuinely interested, you've been doing it for a long time. It's just, just keep doing that. And if you haven't found that thing yet, go find what that thing is. Cause it's not always just about, not just about science. Um, and you might just find yourself, you might find your interest, um, you might have to change things around, but there's nothing wrong with kind of going in and saying, okay, I tried this, I don't like it, because then you know you don't like it, and that's easy, right? <laughs> so I can go find something else. Um, so that's really the best thing, like the best piece of advice I can give, and especially like in undergrad, you have that chance to just go really just explore, because I think it's one of those like very few places, like being a university undergrad student that you could probably just insert yourself into just about anything, yep. whether or not you know anything about it or not, and people will just accept you. Um, so yeah, go try things, go do things, just whatever you're interested in. Um, yeah, and that might turn itself into a career in itself. Um, and even like, just think about it, it's a lot of the science, even like stereotypical science jobs that we would think of um, are leaning on extra skills. Um, and they want those extra skills that you probably pick up doing something a little bit different. So always, yeah, always go do something. Great. Okay, so that, now that we're on top of, of interest, you mentioned earlier that you t- played a bunch of sports. I just want to hear the backstory of how you got into boxing, curling, and hockey. Yeah, yeah, that's fair, yeah. And it's one of those things, like, I didn't play a lot, ton of sports as a kid, um, so it was always one of those things I just wanted to go do. Um, but usually it's just kind of somebody just dragging me along and saying, just, just go try this. Um, so I guess hockey was first. Um, 
I was talking to one of my friends and he was basically just like, you know, I haven't played hockey since high school. I really want to give it a try. There's this like cool league that we can join that's for beginners only. And he's like, so let's go do it. And I was like, well, just as a heads up, I've never really skated before. And he's like, oh yeah, no, no big deal. I'll give you a couple lessons. Um, so we went out, bought skates, uh, went outside into just like a little bit of a, I guess it was somebody flooded just a field at one point. It was, the ice was just terrible, but um, got out there, seemed okay. And then he's like, okay, so we'll just go to this rink and we'll start practicing. Uh, I show up the rink the first day and he's just like, just zipping around the ice. He's got the hard turns. He's figured out stopping and like incredibly good. And I'm just standing there. I'm like, I don't know if I can get on the ice. So, um, but thankfully he pulled me along. Um, Unfortunately, we never actually got to play together because he went up into the highest tier league uh, or division, and I ended up at the very bottom <laughs> division. Um, but it's just one of those things, like, I had a good time while doing it. Um, everybody in the league is just horrible at hockey, so it really worked out quite well for me that I was able to just kind of join in. And uh, But everybody's, like, good people to hang out with. Um, so that was, that was my hockey experience. Uh, curling came along... Um, shortly afterwards so that was actually um that was my wife bringing me in uh she was a big time curler um so um she's like finally we're just gonna go do this um i had a couple other friends that wanted to get involved so we made a team of four um and we just we just went out and played and it was kind of interesting so there's there's a club in downtown hamilton uh, unfortunately on a renovation now but um she brought us in and I remember playing our first game and we actually won our first game and we're playing against like a pretty experienced team and just them being just very angry at what just happened. Uh, Cause it's just, yeah, it's a bunch of us. We didn't even know like the proper etiquette in terms of how to play all the time. And we had to be instructed. So my wife would be like, no, you can't do that. Just, just stand over here. You don't even know where to stand. Um, so yeah, that was, that was an interesting experience. So did that for a couple of years until basically it was my ankle that kind of fell off. My wife also had a separated shoulder or a dislocated shoulder at the same time. So we missed a season and then it was just, it's been hard to find the right team to come back to. Um, and boxing was pretty much the same thing. My friend was just like, found this club, um, seems okay, it's a nonprofit. And just like, do you want to go? And I was just like, yeah. Like I always had that interest in boxing. I watched it as a kid and I was like, let's just, let's just go do this. Um, I'm not sure you know, if it's the smartest idea, something about getting punched in the head doesn't quite, you know, seem like good for your long-term health, but um, I still do it anyways. Um, they, yeah, and I've been doing that for, I think, almost two and a half years now. And, like, I love boxing. It's, I mean, I don't do a little bit of light sparring. I never really, I'm not going to be in that competitive space. Um, but it's one of those things, like, it's probably the most efficient workout I have ever had. Um, because like within an hour, um, you just, you just die. Um, I remember my first probably two weeks, I would literally come home from boxing and I would just like lie on the floor <laughs> for like 45 minutes. Cause you're just like, you just feel like you're going to throw up, you have a headache and you're just like, please somebody just give me intravenous Gatorade. Cause that's the only way it's going to work <laughs> right now. Intravenous Gatorade. Yeah. Yeah. Science guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that's safe, right? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, when you first started telling your story about hockey, in my head, I was just playing out like a movie that is totally based on that. It's like, oh, my friend ended in the top league, I started in the bottom league. It's a comeback story about how we meet at the top. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all I was thinking about. I'm stuck in the middle right now. So, yeah, oh, well, that's improvement, though. Improvement. So. Yeah, 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 exactly. Good. I led the league in penalty minutes my first year because yeah. like I figured out how to skate, but I didn't know how to stop. So I just take people out all the time. <laughs> um, but then once they realize that, they're like, no, no, you have to go play in a higher league. So where people could skate better and yeah. So they forced me into that, but mm -hmm. it, it worked out and I'm just kind of in, in that middle league. Maybe I can move up. I don't know. Eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody was commenting on me skating too fast. So it might just end up mm. time to move up to another league or another yeah. division at least. Yeah. Right. So, uh, I'm going to turn the route. I mean, let me think of Throw a good, no, think of a good metaphor. Think of, I'm trying to use a train metaphor here. Right, let me, let me turn the rails to a different yeah. conversation. Turn here. the rails. Come turn on. the rails. Adjust the rails. Flip the rails. I see uh, the track change. Yeah, the track. Yeah, okay, okay. Sure. Let me change the tracks. Um, but pretty much, um, I know you work with uh, essentially like science and co-op. So yep. a lot of our listeners are students here at McMaster or maybe incoming. So do you have any advice to people that would like advice for people who are even like considering about co-op or what co-op is in general? Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say just do it. Um, is, just do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just need that that gif and that, that video of just mm -hmm. do it. Yeah. Um, but really it's, and I wish I could have more spots available for co-op. I wish I can get like every student through into co-op. Um, but absolutely apply. See if it works out, if you can get in. Because once you're in there, um, being able to graduate with 16 months of experience is incredibly helpful. Um, and it doesn't matter if it's going to be something that you're going to carry on for the rest of your life or not for the rest of your life. Um, it's just that experience opens up so many extra doors because you end up getting a lot of like really high tier experience that you probably would never find outside of co-op. Like, yes, you can get good summer jobs and stuff like that, but there's so much extra commitment under co-op and they realize it's attached to a program or the employers do. So they really, they really get you working on some complicated tasks. Um, and if you can impress them, I mean, I, I've honestly seen employers that have just been like, okay, is there a way that you can not finish school so you can come work for us? I mean, Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. And it, it does honestly, it happens all the time. And like, they're really just trying to get these, these students to work for them. So there's, there's great opportunities. Um, even like, if you, if you just want to travel across Canada, um, like we have positions all across Canada. I know it's always one of those, I wish more students would just go try it. Uh, you know, if you're just out there for four months, like it's not the worst thing in the world to be stuck in like Saskatchewan for four months. Um, but yeah, there's so many great opportunities. And yeah, like I said, it'll help for your, your career. We have a ton, like disproportionate number of students that go off to like programs like medicine as well. Um, the schools like it even though it doesn't look like it fits in that that GPA calculator the way everybody likes would like it to fit um, there's a lot of students that will go off and do like those big professional programs because it's it's a good fit and it's really just because you get a chance to get all these extra skills um, and skills that are really hard to develop I think outside um, and my favorite thing and I always talk about this in terms of co-op like like yes the experience is good and all that stuff but um, the biggest thing for me is actually a lot of students kind of coming out of their shell. Um, I get a lot, and I mean, maybe it's because of the science program, we get a little bit of introversion sometimes in our, in our programs. Uh, but all of a sudden, like, 
some of these students will go out and they'll just like I'll go talk to them on their work term and I'll be like who who are you because like all of a sudden you have all this extra confidence you're talking to me you're telling me about all the friends you've made all these extra groups these clubs that you're going to that you were never doing while you're here on campus because it kind of just forced you to go do it um, and that in itself um, I wish like the world worked in any different way but it's just being able to have conversations with people and just being able to to talk um, you don't have to be especially good at it but just being able to have that confidence to do it is is really helpful and it will just open up doors along the way so i always if possible suggest it if co-op doesn't work i mean we've got internship programs and we still will help with those i know it seems a little independent for a lot of students but give those a try all those experiential ed courses they work too it's just yeah it's just trying to get some experience but yeah i always say co-op's a, a great option to get involved in if you can if i'm not wrong um I think all of the science co-op programs begin in year three, right? Yeah, yeah. So you apply yeah. in level two, um, and then everything starts in, in level three. All right, just for your listeners out there, level three, watch yeah, out. Level three. Yeah. Um, so for how how long is this? Okay, because you said there's a lot of people who went into medicine, a lot of people who are working for the companies. Is there like a specific memorable student that who I don't know? What's the word? Alumni? Is that is that the word people? Graduate? Alumni after graduate. Yeah. Is there a especially yeah. memorable story that you have? of a student student yeah yeah and I think honestly like the one I like to talk to it's just because about the skill sets um and it was one of the ones like I went out and visited him the first time he went out kind of on his own completely on his own um and I remember mentioning to me just like all I did was watch YouTube like for eight months while I was on this co-op so I like it just sounded like he went to work went home watched YouTube came back to work the next day and that was that was his life for eight months um but then i went to visit him the second time around uh for his second eight month term he went back to the same company and all of a sudden he's just like i'm just doing everything it's like i got the hot yoga i got like music lessons i think he also picked up boxing too and it's just like that confidence that i see from him and it's now like i could just stick him in a room and like i think he'd be able to talk to anybody there and it's just got that that charisma that just almost came out of nowhere to me and to me that's that's probably my like my favorite thing i don't know like and i get it like getting into good programs is is awesome but it's just i think for me it's like that personal development that i see from students that that really that's the part that gets me i think the most mm. no, i think i agree like my favorite time of the year is well as much as i love school the semesters are great having all the clubs happening right now but when you're in the summer when you have like six hours of your day that's gone that's what you're I mean, when you're growing up, you're just like, oh, what do I do now? Like, summer camp? What am I supposed to do? But when you, when you get older, you find that a lot of time is up to you, right? So yeah. that's my favorite time because you're always like, okay, if no one told me what to do, what would I do, right? So I feel like, I don't know. Do you feel the same? Like, in the summer, what, you, what did you do like, in the summer? Yeah, I mean, like, okay, for the past, like, four summers, I've just been working. <laughs> just right. to get money, yeah. Um, but, like, a lot of things that I hear about people that are in co-op, not just at McMaster, but at, like, for example, Waterloo, where co-op is, like, every oh, single yes. program almost, right? Yeah. They're like, oh, like, I didn't realize how much I could, like, do my own things. Like, after after you're done your co-op work, you come home, and it's not like you have homework to do. That's mm -hmm. it. You're free. You get to do your own activities. You get to, like, in, like enlist in your own hobbies. There's nothing, like, I guess, prohibiting you from doing that. Oh, I heard, I heard the co-op students... The hard part is going back to your regular semesters. I've heard right? that, Because it used to be 9 to 5 and then do whatever you want to do. And now it's, oh, I have 
like class all day. Yeah, you go oh. from that work mentality back to like I guess that yeah, student mentality. Freedom. Yeah. Ah. Yep. It's that 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 fifth when they come back for their last semester. <laughs> like they basically like they did eight months. They have one semester left, and they're always just like. Do I really have to do this? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, if you're just thinking about co-op, future planning, try to get all your required courses done so that last semester can be the easiest one. But just have a bunch of electives. If you can make it yeah, possible. Yeah. Last <laughs> yeah. Don't don't do the thesis last semester if you can avoid it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, Jared, we're gonna switch to a personal track. All I right. don't want to try and attempt to use another railroad analogy. I butchered <laughs> that last one, but. Um, you mentioned your wife earlier, and um, I know relationships in university, um, you know, they're hit or miss. So how did you and your wife meet, and how has it been going? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, she's the one who's responsible for me passing organic chem. So, oh. um, but no, but it really kind of worked out. Um, what ended up happening is I came back in second year, um, and my friend was just, I mean, he was also, he had a girl that he was interested in, and she was throwing a house party. Um, so I was like, he's like, do you want to come out to that? Let me just, you know, just bring you along. And I said, sure, let's, let's just go do this. Um, and, and that's actually where I met her the first time was actually at this house party. Um, so, I mean, I had a chance a little bit to, to talk to her there. Um, but she had a boyfriend at the time. So it was just, ooh, ah. yeah, yeah. But don't worry. I come in for the steal on this. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I talked to her for a little bit there, um, and then all of a sudden, I think it was a couple of days afterwards. Uh, I remember sitting in it was it was organic chem, um, and she came by. She was just walking down the aisle, and I just kind of like waved at her, and she's like, "Oh, okay, you know what? I'm just gonna pull up a seat here." So that worked out pretty well for me. Um, got involved in the study group with her. Um, definitely stalked her Facebook because that was like really popular at the time. I so, so it still is. Yep, yep. Uh, found out she was going to a toga party. So absolutely had to go to that one. What is a toga party? Uh, it's where every takes a bed sheet. They... Oh, they, they physically wear togas. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought we were making a joke about like Togo Salmon Hall or something. Yeah, no, no, yeah. And it was, um, yeah, and it was just at somebody's house. They were throwing a, a kegger, I guess, that night. But yeah, we I was like, I'm just going to follow her. So that worked <laughs> out okay. Yeah, no, it's not. I swear. Wife hears this and like, wait, hold up, hold up. What? <laughs> yeah, thankfully, I think she knows most of this. I try not to admit it very often, but yes. Yeah. yeah. So I followed her there. Um, but I guess it just came down to it. Like generally things go, weren't going well with her, her boyfriend at the time. Um, so she kind of ended that off. And then it was just kind of like, so Swooping. how are you doing over here? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, so... Um, I don't think we ever, like, it took us a while to get around to, like, a formal date, but we were hanging around quite a bit. Um, she would definitely, like, we spent a lot of time in the study group and then working together on, yeah, it's organic chem and genetics. Uh, she went off to be a genetic counselor, so that's, again, why I passed genetics as well as organic chem. Um, but, yeah, yeah, that's, that's kind of how we hit it all off. Um, and essentially, like, we've been together since second year. Wow. Um, How many years is that now? Uh, what are we, we're almost, we're 11 now, 11 and a half. Oh, snap. Yeah, so it's okay. it's been a, a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and actually, honestly, we, we only just recently got married. We actually just eloped in October. Smart. Oh, okay. Yeah. Don't wait around. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things, yeah, we just, yeah. We just decided to go do it. Um, 
but yeah, it's, I mean, we kept together. She went to school in the States to do her master's degree for two years and we managed to make that work. Um, but it was always one of those things. Like I, I always told her, it's like, I'm, I'm not gonna be the one to hold you back. So that was the right program. Genetic counseling is like impossible to get into in Canada. So, uh, I told her just like to go do it. And she was like, of course I'm going to go do it. Like you don't even have to tell me, but, um, but I think that's how why it kind of worked out with us is that we've always been pretty good at being independent of each other. Um, that if we have to, we can be, um, but yeah, it's just kind of the right personality fits and a lot of our values ended up like aligning and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I guess I, I really owe it all to, to yeah, to that, that organic chem just being <laughs> yes, the most brutal class. <laughs> if there's one good thing that ever came out of it, <laughs> out of all those, those horrible midterms. Yeah, it was, it was that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've heard from a lot of my friends that are in relationships in university, they end up like, they don't necessarily go on formal dates, they just kind of hang out until one day it's like, all right, cool, we're dating. Yeah. Wait, uh, that's how it works? Yeah, it works <laughs> like that. You don't necessarily have to ask them on formal dates, especially if they're within your friend group or study group. Oh, or I see. Okay. Right. Yeah. yeah, but um, one thing that I, like, a concern that always comes up for a lot of people out here is like the whole like holding back. Like we're only in undergrad right now. Like if you want to go on in graduate school elsewhere, it's like, oh, like, do you see this relationship lasting? And a lot of my friends, when I asked them, I was like, you're like, yo, like, I know you're tr planning to go to like America for this, or you're planning to do this here. It's like, you're, I don't know if your significant other is going to be coming with you. Like, do you guys think you're going to be lasting through that? And I find it really impressive that you and your wife, like two years of like grad school in the U.S. is no joke for a relationship. Yep. You guys beasted through that. And now you guys are out. Uh, how, how did you yeah. make, okay, do you have any advice for long distance relationships? Oh, snap. Yeah. I mean, it was, I mean, I guess it's a little bit of a different era. We were just getting into the, like, you know, like where webcams were a little bit more accessible. like accessible. Yeah. Um, so it's like, you know, being able to video chat. Um, but it was really just like always keeping an open line of communication. I think WhatsApp just kind of had recently launched, which was probably the, the game saver right mm -hmm. there because it's easy to stay in contact. Um, but we made the effort that like whenever we could connect, we would. Um, so, I mean, it was really kind of strange. I always intended, I actually never went to visit her while she was in New oh, York. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, oh, it's only New York. It's not that bad. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's still a journey. Though. Still a journey it was, yeah. yeah. It's like eight hours. Yeah. Um, but it's cause she was always actually coming back more frequently. Uh. Um, and it was just to see her family and stuff like that too. Um, but it's just always made the time for it. Um, and I think like we knew everything was working out well in undergrad that there was no really reason to, to stop it at that point yeah. it was just yeah it was just a finding a way to, to keep connected and it, I really wish like yeah I had some good advice on it but it's just I think you have to kind of know when you get that feeling that you know we're doing the right thing like this is definitely working um, and just know I mean we didn't even know if it was ever going to work out again afterwards because mm. where was she going to go work after where was I going to yeah, go work so many after variables, yeah. but you just kind of have to to kind of just go with it um and we did and well clearly it worked out yeah oh cool okay so you full uh i'm in my plane so i'm gonna just change the direct direction of the flight path here uh, <laughs> so analogy. we're going okay. to i think this is my last question and it's just advice based so in terms of adulting even though i'm technically classified as an adult i am barely, I'm, <laughs> not, barely I'm not independent at all right now so in terms of your experience i guess you've been formally adulting for much longer, probably a decade or more. Um, yeah, what is, what's the diff main differences between kind of getting used to stuff in your undergrad versus now that you're 
your full-time job and yeah, you have your whole life set up pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Um, not having homework. That's really the, <laughs> the best part about everything. Um, but really, um, it's, it's a transition for sure. Um, and it's not like, you know, you leave school and then all of a sudden it's like, here I am, here's my life. I'm, yeah, I'm an adult now. Um, I would actually say if like, if I was going to think about it, it's just like, I would say it was more interesting after graduation than it was during undergrad, especially because like all of a sudden, like my friend group, we started earning like a little bit of an income, but we still managed a way to be. I don't know, a little bit of a delinquence at the same time. Ah, so it was a sweet spot. Yeah, exactly. Right. So you have that money to be able to come in. So you had the freedom to kind of go do things. Um, but it's just like, you know, if you wanted to go hang out with your friends on like a Tuesday night, you just, we just did it. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And then go to work afterwards and it's, it's not too bad. Um, but I would say actually like those probably like shortly after undergrad, like those three, four years after undergrad were probably the most freedom I actually like have experienced at any given time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And there's definitely some wild times in there. So, um, but then it's, as it's slowly, like everybody slowly starts to get a little bit more um, like engaged in their careers. You know, we start thinking about like, okay, um, people are starting to get married, starting to think about kids or having kids. And all of a sudden like, yeah, things kind of like they break apart a little bit more. Um, I mean, everybody, you still know they're all still your friends and everything like that. But all of a sudden, you know, you have a little bit more like kind of your domestic responsibilities. Yeah. Um, and those, they'll slowly work their way in. So it's not like there's like this big transition that you shift. have to worry about. Mm-hmm. Um, you just have to be prepared that, you know, at some point it's not always going to be the same. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, but now it's, you know, I'd say at this point, like I still actually have a ton of freedom um, and I do what I kind of want to be able to do um like i still enjoy like i do a lot of cooking i enjoy that i still keep up with all my sports um you know if i you know want to jump drop in i don't know get a couple of little uh video game sessions in like i'll still be able to do it um and it's not yeah it's nothing nothing difficult but it's i think what's been helpful for me too is also finding the right partner um again we're you know we're on the same page with a lot of things um so when I need that freedom or to be able to go do what we want to do, um, we can, we still can. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess there's still a couple more milestones along the way. I don't know if kids might be in the near future. Um, and then that will probably be a whole different thing. That's a whole other journey. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a, that's probably the next one. I mean, I'm just adopting a dog very shortly. Oh, so man. yeah, he's coming over from the Dominican Republic. Oh, you waited this from long the Dominican us. Republic. Yeah. That should have been the first thing you told yeah. him. <laughs> he's missing a leg too. So oh, it's like, it's not, <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, all sorts of hidden stories in yeah. here. Um, yeah. So, you know, that'll be like the first step into like a little bit of a different set mm-hmm. of responsibilities, but really at the end of the day, they're just, it's one piece at a time that really starts changing and you just kind of have to adapt with it, change with it. Um, but at the end of the day, you still make time for, for all the things that you you still enjoy and still with your friend groups, and you just know you just make that that effort. So it's just, you know, maybe you're only going to hang out for a couple hours, or you're just going to go do a dinner, or you're going to go see like a show or something. Um, but you take advantage of every one of those moments, and it doesn't feel like a, too much has changed. Um, but you know, you still have the whole housing thing. Yeah. 
pretty Clean much up, take care of yourself bills. those things yeah bills yes. bills yeah <laughs> all right great so now that we're coming to the end of our podcast i want to ask you whether you have any general advice for either science students listening or anybody um listening to the yeah. podcast yeah um i think the best advice i can give is just just go explore mm. um and i think it's one of those things that you know when i look back in terms of like what i've done it's always just been like I feel like I've just stumbled into literally everything along the way. Um, but it's because I tried to put myself in those situations or I had somebody put myself in those situations. Um, so it's, it's just go do it, go try things just for the sake of trying things. Uh, nobody ever thinks that you're like ridiculous or crazy for trying something new, especially if you're not good at it. Nobody sits there and goes, Oh, why is this, Why did this person even like show up here? It, those things never really happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, yeah, it's just, just go do it. Go do it. Yeah. yeah not sponsored by Nike. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Maybe okay. one day if you're listening to Nike. Anyways. Oh, oh, uh, uh, resources. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay, that's important one. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, so, uh, oh, wait, how do we word this? Hold on. Do you have any resources to share to science students? Resources to share? Anything that's yeah. useful, like yeah. that would help them out. Like, like aside yeah. from dropping in the SCCE, where else can students like, I guess, get assistance in terms of just being a student? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I have to always put the plug in for the yeah, SEC. Yeah. We're honestly, it's a good group out there. Um, everybody, my biggest problem, I guess, you know, in terms of management, is that everybody cares too much, um, which means that you can always distract them. You can always come in and just say, "I need this," and somebody will help you no matter what. Um, which I mean, ultimately, is is the best thing, anyways. So yes, we're always there. Um, student success center has always been really good tons of workshops um, there's even stuff on like learning how to study um, and if that helps like shave 15 minutes off your, your day like that's 15 minutes that you gain back um, maybe it's just even to help out with you know you can't I couldn't never figure out how to write a multiple choice test um, but if they have the the structure there to help you to write a multiple choice test like just go do it if it's gonna make your life easier um, Wellness center, always good. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know they're slammed all the time, but it's it's definitely connecting with them. Uh, the MSU's got some great stuff too, um, in terms of even just like, uh, they have an app now and I didn't realize this. Like if oh. you want like, um, like you're looking for like counseling on the spot, you can actually just do a text app through the MSU. I did not hear about this, oh. yeah. Yeah, oh, I'd have okay. to find out, I have to figure out the name, but yes, it's, it's actually available and it's just like, just use use those things. Um, but yeah, I would actually like in general, I would say even like use your professors and stuff like that while you were here on campus. Uh, I remember being terrified of certain professors just cause you know, you go into that class and it's big and they almost just, they have that way about them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could definitely tell you like there's some professors that I had in undergrad that genuinely terrified of, but now that I know them, um, like the nicest people I've ever had a chance to run into. Um, and I think there's a lot of people like that on campus and you really just don't get into this industry if you don't have like some interest in helping people out along the way. So it's, it's take advantage of them, just talk to them. Um, they'll probably have some good advice along the way, especially if you're looking for something specific. So, um, that would be it. It's like, those are kind of like the key resources. I'm sure there's, there's tons. That's Mm. what I do with my life most of the time. But, um, those are kind of my, I guess my big top ones there. Top few. 
Yeah. yeah. Awesome. All right. So with that being said, I want to thank you again for coming yes. onto our podcast. Yeah, uh, to all you listeners out there. Oh, do you have anything to shout out? Do you have a Instagram? Instagram. <laughs> or, Instagram. Uh, no, link? nobody wants to see my Instagram. Really, it's just like hot sauce. Okay, if the dog on it, I'm sure. Yeah, oh, it's not. I would. I would want to see that dog. Yeah, the dog. The dog might be out there. Um, no, actually, I generally kind of keep to myself in terms of like social media and stuff like that. I don't know why. That's but cool. But they can find you at the SEC office. They can find if me they at want the talk SEC to you. office. You can always talk to me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always there. Um, yeah. All right. Great. So now wrapping up the podcast, um, thank you so much for coming on to our show. Uh, we appreciate having you. We had a lot of great conversation. And with that being said, if any of you guys are listening and you would like to be on the show, feel free to DM us on Instagram at tell me about podcast or email us at tell me about official at gmail.com. Uh, other than that, uh, thank you again for having. Uh, thank you again for being on our show. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you talk, in another episode. Talk to you guys next great. time. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Bye. Yeah. Bye.